Welcome to the show where three friends rate, debate, and investigate the films you'll love to see and hate to see. This is You'll Love to See It. back to another episode of You'd Love to See It. I'm joined tonight by my two co-hosts, Eric Zhu and Caleb Brunman. How are you gentlemen doing today? Just fantastic. Wow, fantastic. So fantastic. So fan- peaked the audio. Yeah, so fantastic. Yeah, you really peaked the audio. It's a miracle, time. really. Oh, Eric just peaked a little bit too. I guess that's a cue to turn him down a tiny bit. Um... Well, we are here at an atypical time. Um, we are usually in the studio recording, at least as of the last month, Wednesday nights. And instead, we are here on a Monday night. Fresh. A what night? A Monday night. A uh, Sunday night. <laughs> a Sunday night. I don't know why I thought Monday. We're here on a Sunday night. Fresh off of uh, seeing the movie for this week, Spencer. It's been a while since we have done a podcast just after seeing a film. I, I honestly don't know when the last one was. I'm sure there was one in Zoom. No, maybe not, because with Zoom, we usually never watched it or recorded right after watching. It's probably been a while since we've recorded directly after watching a film. What we're trying um, to say is that we're extremely prepared. We are. For in fact, podcast. I've come with so many notes that I'm holding in my hand right now. Um and we honestly didn't know if we were going to record until the last minute, but we're here, and we are here to talk Spencer. Uh, before we talk Spencer, anything uh, anything you've seen in the last, I would say the last week, but it's been less than a week. Anything you've seen recently, or maybe a trailer you want to mention that's come out, or any film news? Um, today, saw pretty much the same trailers I've seen we saw the worst person in the world trailer today. Yeah, never seen that before. Um, That's a big one. That's a big one. Didn't yeah, looked okay. Um, what was that thing I trailer I walked in for with Michael B. Jordan? Ooh, I'm blanking on it. It's the Denzel Washington one. The Denzel Washington one. What do you mean? Is he? He's in, directing it. Oh, what what is it about? Do you know anything? True story. Father. I'm assuming father passed away in in a war, okay. wrote a book for a child. Interesting. I We did also see the trailer for uh, King Richard, which um, right. I've seen maybe three times already. I don't know how, you know, biopic film-ish. Will Smith is back. I when's the la- What's the last movie Will Smith did? Gemini Man. That's the last one I can think of. There's no way that was his last film. Was it really? That's so rough, man. When's the last good film film Will Smith did? Suicide Squad. That's incorrect. <laughs> That's incorrect. I, I, you know, wait, did, did the remake come out? Yeah, it did, didn't it? Did you guys see the 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 new one? Eric, Eric, any thoughts on? Oh, he fell on asleep. This? He fell asleep. Well, I was saying it could be his uh, groundbreaking role as the genie in Aladdin. Oh no, that's what you were thinking of. But you fell asleep in. Uh, 
Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it. Um, but what was Will Smith's last good movie? Now I'm just I gotta ride this train while I'm on it because I need to look. Um, obviously he's got some many classic movies that I view very highly. I'm just curious what his. It's not much. Um, I didn't see Bad Boys for Life. Um, maybe Concussion wasn't bad. I never saw Focus. Oh man, he's he has some rough films. Honestly, I'm gonna say it's Men in Black Three, released in 2012. I remember watching that in theater. Best Men in Black movie. Um, that the ending is uh, pretty great. Are you a fan, Caleb, of the Men in Black trilogy? You ever see the you ever see the original? Sure. Sure. Not yeah. not really a fan. Second one's bad. Don't watch the second one. But one and three, definitely worth worth the watch. Um, all right, off of Will Smith. Um, Eric, you seen anything recently, last couple of days, worth mentioning? Twilight. Did you really? Amazing. Oh, yeah, you yeah, did watch it. I did. I got all my Kristen in this week. Yeah, you you did. Just the first movie? Just just the first one. You've never seen it before, right? No, but I've read all the books multiple times. Have you really? I didn't yeah, even know Yeah, of course. That. Are you kidding me? Caleb's surprised as well. Why are you surprised? I did not know that. What? I no, I was, I was obsessed for a bit. It's okay. I, can I had a whole phase. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, You know, here's yeah. the thing. I'm not a big reader, um, if you can't tell. Um, and so I never read Twilight, never read Harry Potter, never read things, you know. So Read Dune. A long time ago, it's true. Obviously forgot a lot, considering... When I listened to our podcast, didn't I just didn't mention some things that left out and stuff like that. But that's true. Uh, did not know you read Twilight though. Caleb, you see anything this week or last couple of days? Caught up on Survivor. Yeah, I watched La La Land the other night. Watched it for my birthday. Um, Excellent gift. It was. It was Olivia's first time ever seeing it. Um, we've discussed it a little bit. She'd kill me if she knew I was talking about it right now. Um, you know, hence the reaction Eric had in the chat when I told him that, or told both of you that she enjoyed every part of it except for the musical part of it. Pretty strange. Pretty interesting. She's just not a musical You're person. You're done. <laughs> She's just not a musical person. You're done. <laughs> um, but uh, let me just say, it holds up. It You know, years later. It's funny because I, I, after I watched it, I remember thinking about how I originally felt about La La Land like three years ago, four years ago. And I'm like, wow, I've grown. I've really come into myself. And uh, it was a good rewatch. Still have to say, uh, Another Day of Sun is the worst song. Yikes. But That's um, a pretty bad take. It's right not. There. It's not. It's just, it doesn't click with me. Everything else clicks. It just doesn't. I just don't like it. It's just weird. It's like too, weird. Like I'm a musical guy, right? But it's just it's just too weird for me. It's just too What? That's it's just too like out there. Right? Perhaps like, the, the most traditional yeah. musical <laughs> well, song. Well, I know, and the that's the thing. But like movie. there's so much untraditional the rest of the movie that I dislike like the thing is, um someone in the crowd is traditional musical and I enjoy somewhere in the crowd. I just don't like perhaps the best song. It's also because you have to understand I'm like part deaf. So, 
Oh, so you you couldn't hear it fully, so you, no. you don't you don't know if your opinion holds any water. I I see where you're going. I just like it's hard to hear, and I just I can't. Also, Eric, you're peeking a lot tonight. I gotta make sure I adjust you. He's he's peeking hard. I I don't know. I just can't, I cannot I cannot make a decision besides the one that says that another day of sun is my least favorite song in La La Land. And that's it. I'll leave it there. Let's get to Spencer. We got a lot to talk about. Unless you had something to say, Eric. You looked like you were ready to mention a trailer or movie you've seen or bit of news. No? My silence speaks volumes. All right. All right. Let's move into Spencer. Um, yeah. Okay. Eric, you want to give us a little introduction for Spencer? Okay. Spencer. Princess Diana, played by Kristen Stewart. Um, it is almost Christmas. That's uh, sort of a biopic slash character study um, about Prince, Princess Diana trying to live her best life in, like, with the royal family on their, I'm assuming, like, Christmas vacation or whatever, their Christmas getaway, right as her marriage is falling apart, right as things are going to crap. Um, it's direct. This is a movie directed by Pablo Lorraine, who did stuff like Ima. He made the movie Naruto, which was pretty big a couple years ago, and probably most notably for Jackie. Um, uh, it has a score by Johnny Greenwood, who did all the PTA stuff, and it is um, photographed by Claire Mathon, who most recently, or like pretty recently, did the cinematography for Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, and yeah, this is not necessarily a traditional biopic. I'm actually, I, I know the broad strokes of the Princess Diana story, um, yeah. but this is a movie that focuses not really on telling history at all, it focuses really just on how she might have thought and her like subjective experience, what her subjective experience within the royal family might have been like for this couple of days. So I'm not sure how much is fictionalized, but I assume I think a, a good, lot of it I is. I assume actually is. most of it is because it starts at the beginning by saying it's like a fable from the royal family or something like that. A fa- it, it, they do specifically call it a fable. Um, but yeah, that's your basic setup. Kristen Stewart, royal family, s- sad, biopic, it is sad. It is subjective. Sad. Some words. They're, they're the words. <laughs> There's the words used to describe the movie. Well, I think it's a good jumping off point, Eric, which is talking about just like this idea of the film not necessarily retelling history. Um, I think I went into this film expecting a lot different. Uh, this is much more of a character study. Um, it's funny because in the Wikipedia too, it says psychological drama. And I was like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. It's like more of like, it, it feels a lot more fictionalized, but also like character study, like getting in the head of, you know, what princess diana might have been thinking or how it might have been going for her and you know i expected this to be more historical and also be a lot longer time and this was just focused on you know a three-day period you know period of christmas uh, the day before christmas christmas and and then um 
Boxing Day. So three days. And it's very, like, film is very, just in the time, in the space, it's very um, claustrophobic. Um, it took me a while to get on board, I won't lie. Um, it took me a long time to get on board. I think by the last 40 minutes, maybe just second half of the film, but the last 40 minutes I was on board. Before that, I, I don't know why, but I couldn't really get on board as much. Um, you know, we have a lot of things to cover. It feels like a movie where maybe we could end up saying a lot to say nothing, but I think there's a lot to, to analyze here and a lot to really talk about, and there's a lot that I want to talk about and ask you guys about. Uh, real quick, though, I have to say, though, I was looking at the Wikipedia page, and um, there is someone that produced this movie called Marin Aid. Marin Ade, oh, very, Ade. very good director. Oh, she's a director. Um, her movie, The Forest of the Trees, is incredible, and her movie, Tony Tony Erdman, is one of the most acclaimed movies oh, of the twenty. Well, I I apologize for not knowing. Her. Well, I was just I thought it was funny because her name last name is spelled the same way as mine, but it's pronounced yeah. very different. Ade, incredible. Um, yeah. so she's a producer, and, and you've seen. I've seen all three of her movies. I think. Okay, and. I have not heard of this director. What is he? Pablo Lorraine. Lorraine. What has he done before? If you had listened to oh. my introduction to the movie in which I said Emma. three, four films <laughs> that he had directed. Oh, and Jackie. Yeah, uh, you're right. You said this. You were right. Yeah. I, I listened to no, you. No. Um, the club. Jackie. Yeah. Emma. Okay. Interesting. I was just, I haven't seen any of them. Um, so I'm not really familiar. Okay, so uh, another biopic, obviously. Um, yeah, I guess. Let's start with Kristen Stewart. Let's start with uh, the one you love, Eric. Um, what do you think about her performance as Princess Diana? And also, I guess, how much do you know about Princess Diana? Do you know a lot? Something I also went over in my introduction to the film. No, I know, but like you don't know like how much do you know? Like when you say oh, you know like like I know like the basic outline of the story. Like I know she's like adored, she's fashion icon, she um clearly as you can see in the movie did not have a great time with the royal family. Um she was a major activist for like the acceptance of uh, people who are diagnosed with AIDS. Um, she, uh, and I know like the broad strokes of what happened surrounding her death. And Caleb, what about you? It. Are you familiar at all with Princess Diana? <clears throat> Kinda. Kinda? Not, not really. About the same as Eric? A little less? A little less. Okay. I, I didn't know much, honestly. I won't lie. The first, couple minutes of the film I was I think it's because I was like a little bored but also a little bit like trying to get some more knowledge I like pulled up Wikipedia on my phone and started reading a little bit about um I I knew a little bit I knew that there was you know she's was heavily criticized by the royal family and you know her death and then I know a lot I I know a lot of the conspiracy theories surrounding her death and stuff like that um, and I, you know, I expected this film to be more 
a bro- like a very broad stroke of her life, but it just turned out to be, you know, much more of a study of her over just a couple day period at a time. Like, cause it was hard for me to place. I was, I felt like it was hard at the beginning for me to get adjusted to like, Oh, like when is this? Obviously it's at a point where like, she's been married to him. I think at least a decade, they said 10 years ago at some point. Um, and obviously that their marriage is falling apart and you know, she's already been criticized and stuff like that. So it's, an, it's, I feel like it took a while for me to like get set, but then once I was set, I eventually kind of hopped on board. Um, I don't know where 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 do you, where do we want to start? Um, what what did you think? Let's start with Kristen Stewart. What did you think of her performance overall? I I liked it. I was not sure what to expect from it because I feel like from Kristen Stewart, what we normally get is very grounded, very unemotive acting. I've never seen her do an accent. Her like best performance is um, Clouds of Sils Maria, Certain Women, Personal Shopper. <laughs> they're very, they're very notable for how much like she doesn't seem like she's acting. So in this movie, she's a little more mannered. She is doing a British accent all throughout, but I, I liked it. I thought she really came into the character. I I thought she was able to feel very I thought she was still able to feel sort of grounded even though I could I could sort of see the acting where I feel like I feel like generally that's less so what I get from her. It's like part of what makes her so great is that you see she's acting but it really feels like she is it, it it's that weird dynamic there. Yeah. Um yeah. I liked it a lot. I I feel like I don't. I feel like Caleb might have more notes on acting. <laughs> well, I you know I, you know I think everyone's opinion is important, and I think you know you've seen more of her films I think than either of us, and you've seen Twilight. Yeah, you've seen Twilight. Um, but I mean, you can't outrun me. <laughs> I think uh, part of what you're saying is interesting because I was like stuck between this spot of like. One, I want to say she looks very much like Princess Diana. Like, she does. I mean, she looks the way, you know. Oh, she looks so good. Yeah, like, she looks amazing. Like, she looks like she really resembles Princess Diana. Um, I don't know in terms of, like, mannerisms, and it's, like, hard to judge. I'm, like, there's like there was, like, a certain way she talked throughout the movie, and I, I was, like, oh, I can't judge that. Like, is this, you know, she knows the character more Ritz, than me. Right? Yeah, right. one of my favorite Letterboxd reviews I saw was... um. Damn, I wish British people were real or something. Like yeah, it's like that. I love Princess Diana. I wish British people were real. <laughs> um, but you know, so it's hard. To, I feel like it's hard to judge a. I don't know if it's something we're someone we're more familiar with. Sometimes we can judge uh, how accurately do they portray the character. But, I don't think that matters yeah, in this case who, at all. Who cares? No, I mean that's that's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying. Um, I guess I, I there were times where I could. I feel like it clicked for me where I was like, oh my God, that's Princess Diana. And then there were times where I'm like, that's Kristen Stewart acting as person, Princess <laughs> Diana, which obviously it is. But you know what I'm saying? Like I just felt sometimes we're a little bit more... I think the the scene in um, in the, in her childhood house when it also cut to the dancing shots, which in my opinion is like, I think the best sequence in the whole film. Okay, but those dancing shots were 
with that music behind it was pulled straight from Joker. Joker? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. hundred percent. A hundred percent. My favorite, my, my other favorite comment I was going to bring up was, oh, that we peaked. I was it, literally there. thinking, like, this no, is my Joker. This is, yeah, yeah, it was like, what, <laughs> when the top letterbox comment was like, this is Joker for women. <laughs> like, you're not wrong, but I mean, I, I liked it. I, I liked it. The same way the Joker sequence was also liked by people in, in some way. Don't tell me, Caleb, that you weren't sitting there spinning your little way out of out of the movie theater after Joker. Now, I didn't see you doing that same little spin on the way out from Spencer, but I'm just saying, I, I don't know. We can come back to this point. I think that I like that sequence. But I really started to buy it in the second half when I felt like she was, like, really stuck in this position of being forced to be this royal you know member of the royal family and then trying like the beach sequence as well i just felt like she was fighting it i don't know i just the first half i just didn't i guess as much wasn't as attached to her as princess diana and the film as a whole but i really felt it in the second caleb why don't you talk a little bit about what you think of kristen stewart's performances as princess diana I think this movie and this script was very lucky to have Kristen Stewart uh, do what she did. Wow. Um, uh, Keep going. Sorry, keep going. I think she... I, I actually did see some of that trademark, grounded nature in this. I thought she... She did bring just a more human, uh, accessible, pretty consistent baseline to to the character, and that is what allowed you to to not be so. That's what that's what allowed you to to accept the. I don't know the. the Either the memory sequences, the the, the dreams, yeah, the just the yeah. the the kind of over the top subjectivity, or the the not so subtle subjectivity, and it's also what made what was too much of a standard biopic, in my opinion. Uh, it's her performance is is what made that a little more bearable. Uh, I wish it had just been more of the subjectivity less of the biopic but more of the you know the the authentic subjectivity and that it didn't have to rely on visions and and dreams so much because i think kristen stewart was is easily capable uh of just planting herself in the real world and and crumbling in front of us and i didn't think we needed so much extra that kind of takes away from from her at at the center which is what this really is i thought she was absolutely wonderful and yeah i just i just wish that there were even fewer distractions because she carried this and she made the movie any quality that that you're seeing this movie is created by her at the center. Wow. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's dive into that a little bit, Caleb. I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about some of the points you made. So, what do you think are some of the distractions? What do you think you you mentioned that this movie suffers from the normal fate of of conventional biopics? Um, you mentioned that the script, uh, in general, needed to be carried by her. So, what 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 in your opinion were the biggest distractions or the biggest things that were missing or not this script is just very sledgehammery uh it just attacks you with its themes and then you got you know you get the scene with the 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 guy who kind of runs the property telling his life story it's like that's going to explain things that we need you to understand for this movie uh, and it's, I don't know. We're just currency. Your currency. <laughs> exactly. It's just, <laughs> so much of the dialogue is said so we can understand ideas the film is trying to convey. And that's always the laziest and least fulfilling way to write. Uh, there's just, there's so much formula here. It, and it's, even though we're stuck in this three-day period and focusing ostensibly exclusively on Princess Diana I still feel like there's there's a lot of attention given elsewhere to ideas that that don't necessarily connect exactly to her or if they do they're not always presented through her which is a mistake and then we get I don't know a lot of time with with other characters who exist more as figureheads for ideas than they do as people. And I just wish... It stuck I, with. I just wish we had a... If you're gonna if you're gonna go the route where you need to include so many people, make them real. Use Include a little more subtlety or just stick with your star who is making this movie. So yeah, I think that the... I don't know. All biopics that come out now are just pretty formulaic and less interesting usually than the characters at their center. And I felt that was the case here. And then you also have the, uh, the, the visions, the hallucinations, the dreams that I simply didn't think was necessary. I think Kristen Stewart did, did a fine job of emoting in, in a real world and expressing her, you know, or just, her depression, her her collapse uh, emotionally, it, while the world around her is you know insisting she perseveres, uh, and I didn't think we need we needed to get so fantastical. It it made things seem a little less real, honestly. It felt like, oh, what she's going through is is actually too much for her, so we need to move away into this other dimension and that kind of releases the tension from from the very from the very force that I think drives the the movie that just her her debilitating mental state uh I think that the kind of fantastical elements move away from from 
yeah, for, from that important, interesting stuff. And I don't think that was the intention, uh, but that that's how it felt like it played out to me. And I, yeah, I think we would have a better product if we were just stuck with her and and what she sees in, instead of trying to create something that doesn't feel authentic. Yeah, I, I think that I share a similar sentiment in the sense that I do think this movie is better off spending way more intimate time with her. Um, there are some great scenes where things feel very isolating and the shots of her, the close-ups of her just add to this, this, this feeling of just both isolation and being trapped. And, you know, I think of like seeing her take the, the wire cutter to the, the curtains that have been sewed up. There are scenes where you can like just really sit with her and feel the like tension that she has and the and, and and I think a lot of that goes to Kristen Stewart. Um some of the like times in the bathroom just this but I do agree there's a little bit too much. As much as I will say that I'd like the the kind of what I will call like a recollection recollection memory moment of the dancing and stuff like that and of her having like this sense of childhood fun. I wasn't a fan of the more non realistic or the as you call them kind of other dimension type you know with who is that lady supposed to be um Anne Boleyn Anne Boleyn you know when she sees herself there and there's the cutting back and forth between her and then her dresses and I I you know again I think it's enough to just have you know she's reading the book whatnot doesn't have to go as far as like making these other crazy leaps or hallucinations um I don't mind some of the more the memory like in the sense of like memory in terms of, you know, like I said, this dancing sequence and her kind of remembering her childhood. I don't hate that, but I do think that the other moments definitely take away from it because it seems like a more cop out way to deal with all this, you know, tension as you were saying. Um, but the best moments were simple. Yeah, they were when she was on screen and when she was allowed to be at the center of what was going on and not kind of, I don't know, not focus, focus isn't elsewhere. So, Eric, what do you think? What is your response to all this? Yeah, I think I'm just more forgiving of that stuff, perhaps. I think for me... I was more okay with the Anne Boleyn stuff because I thought it was more striking, just like imagery. Like I was, I was like, sure. Like <laughs> well, the moment they had the book, I was like, okay, they're going to, that's what they're going to do here. Um, I was less okay with the like subjective, like she's in the bathroom. Oh shoot. It's Maggie, but this is clearly a dream. That's obviously not Maggie yeah. I'm talking to right now. That sort of came out of nowhere to me and felt like, um, I don't know, just felt like it was going weird, like M. Night horror, horror shtick where I was, the like Anne stuff, I was like, okay, this is how she's seeing herself, like... And the movie really, really wants us to see that this is something that has happened throughout history. And we 
like just saw with Meghan Markle. <laughs> I was like, sure, sure. Um, what do you think about the uh, childhood house scene? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was fully on board at that point. I, I actually think my favorite Kristen Stewart moments, like the claustrophobic ones, are good. But I, I actually thought my favorite ones were just like her and her kids. Um, I thought mm. that scene where she and her kids are by the fire. And she's just given them Christmas presents the that soldier she game. got from the um, that she got from the Gas yeah station. the soldier game. I thought I thought that felt so real and so authentic. Um, I really like that scene. I think this scene with her kids felt in general pretty strong, which is something that I usually would feel like feels forced. Um, I'll actually say that I I enjoyed the ending with her and her kids mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, Caleb, what are you are you in agreement in a disagreement with that? Um, I don't know. I, I I think maybe because there was I I also I I like some of the isolation moments, but I agree it the the I don't know maybe it was just the acting or whatever, but the the, the moments with the kids felt very natural. Kids, good singing in the car. Not so good. It's intentional. It's intentional. What about that? What about the KFC visit? (laughs) That was pretty weak because I don't know. I can't recall the last time I've seen a movie try so hard to shoehorn its title into the movie. Like, who asks for your name at a drive-thru? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You you just pull up to the next window. It was a cliche or not even cliche a very convenient oh, but that's, that's say, the like, point yeah but th- that would be the point in in the in a standard cliche feel <laughs> good so biopic <laughs> but it's that's it's not so what funny. i think the overall feeling at it felt like most. a different movie it did feel like a different yeah movie. yeah i do like the ending in general i like the free freedom that she feels at the end a little bit you know and we know just kind of this feeling that it's not permanent and then obviously, you know, we know of her death and event. You know, I don't know, but I enjoy the ending. Minus, there's some little bit of, as he says, some quirks. Surely, there's a better way oh to God, express such a bad freedom. song choice. Too. Yeah, it's yeah, so it, funny. Yeah, yeah freedom without turning into like half expected. You know, <laughs> those movies that that end and they like freeze frame on each character and tell you what's gonna happen to them. And, that was gonna like be like, and everything was great for everybody, and until, <laughs> until she died. Yeah, and it's a, a, a striking departure. How did you feel about the beach scene with uh, with her dresser? What's her name? Maggie. Maggie. How do you feel about that? And then then when Maggie confesses her love for her, I think the DP <laughs> probably had some deja vu. <laughs> Oh, I was okay. Anne Boleyn with the ghost. First, Anne Boleyn with the ghost. Then they have this freeing scene on the beach, centering on a woman. I guess she's already married, within a palace, a ghostly palace. What does this feel like? Suffering to you? with tradition. Portrait of a lady on fire. Oh, you know, I've seen it. Same cinematographer. I didn't know that. Pretty much this. Something I also said in the introduction. <laughs> I really wasn't listening today, apparently. It's been a late night. It's it, been a long day. It was very, very that. Yeah. Was it? Is that bad or is it just... Eh, seems the it's same. not bad, just f- f- funny because it was strikingly, strikingly similar. Okay. Um, 
interesting. I was just wondering what if, if you felt anything from that scene. Um, or uh, what about the... I like the ending. Well, yeah, what about the uh, scene where she kind of confronts when she gets her kids back? Not back, but when she grabs them and they're pheasant shooting and she's like holding everyone up and standing there saying, just shoot me or whatever. You know, how do you feel about that whole sequence? I liked it. I like her coat. I like all her. I like all her coats. Or replacing, or uh, putting her jacket on the scarecrow, or putting her out- outfit on the scarecrow. Oh no! I like in general. I like all the outfits. I I actually will say that yellow dress was not my favorite. So very good on her to leave it. You didn't like <laughs> the yellow. I actually liked the yellow dress. Um. So yeah, those are my basic thoughts. I actually did think the movie was gonna end something along the, like somewhere near there with them like running away or something like that. Um. Yeah. I think, well, I mean, um, Caleb mentioned not necessarily feeling the depth or more like that the characters besides her meant anything. You know, like, well, how do you feel about every the members of the royal family, her kids, everyone mm-hmm. like that, Maggie? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care that the other characters don't mean anything. I... I just care about Kristen Stewart, <laughs> but like I, I think it's more that the other characters so characters are so clearly representing like we are the power, we are like the royal family as opposed to being very specific. Like they don't need to be very deep; they just need to feel like people. You know, I actually liked it more at the beginning of that. There were some moments I felt like at the beginning of the film where the royal family felt more as like this like background like they almost like you didn't see some of their faces and they just felt like this presence also like portrait of a lady on fire oh interesting <laughs> interesting Where Adele but that went away doesn't show but, that, up for a long but that went away yeah i i actually wonder what would the the film been like had it st- maybe if it took some of Caleb's advice and say stuck more with princess diana kristen stewart um and less even if the kids were good and just less with some of the tertiary, well, secondary like, I, characters. I mean, I, I think they very clearly wanted them to feel like a system. There's very clear, like, That's fair. Milita- militaristic, like... But there's two... You can but, create that impression and yeah. also have them feel like... I don't people. mind. I, I think, for instance, I don't mind Prince Charles being there as much. That makes sense. I just like this character of Alistair Gregory based... It says based on David Walker, who is a... I, I don't know who that is, but um, it just seems like that character doesn't need to be there. Honestly, like he can be there, but I don't like him being such a big character. But he helps facilitate but all the, the thing. themes. He doesn't need to. Like that. That I feel like what you're saying, Caleb, makes sense to me. This this movie feels like it really wants you to know what it's trying to say and doesn't think you're smart enough to get to the conclusions on your own. Like because I think. That scene, I like the scene with Prince Charles in the in the room. I actually really enjoyed that scene. Like sure. th- that was the one only the only interaction we really see between them besides the minor one at the dinner where he's like basically saying, you know, stop throwing up in the sink afterwards. I I want like if anything if any, if any character should be in it a little bit more. Why shouldn't it be more of the actual members of the royal family? Prince Charles maybe maybe a little bit. You know, the queen doesn't have to be, but like I I just don't understand this. I, I really dislike the character of, I don't even know, Major Alistair 
Gregory. I, I just very much dislike it. Maggie, I, I thought was nice. Um, I just... The the royal shaft too seemed a little again like lots all this, of food in this. But we for didn't not see a lot any of payoff. Well, yeah, to be fair, she didn't go to many meals. <laughs> and that's the only lots that, of talk of the whole thing with the chef. Payoff. The dresser feels more connected, but the whole thing with the chef, the whole relationship, like eh, just didn't hold any weight. I don't know. I felt more connection between her and Maggie. I felt like the character of Maggie was already playing like this role of someone who is like I don't know. I just. I would have liked a little bit less of some of these characters that just to me suck away screen time from Kristen Stewart, the immediate family, and the more interesting stuff. Because there's ways to make these themes get through of the the isolating, of feeling like everything's this fabricated, you know, re, you know, not reality where there's these dumb rules and traditions and, you know, feeling like you're, you don't belong. All these themes, they're already pretty well conveyed through Kristen Stewart and just the way the movie's shot in and through some of the minor character, you know, the family, like why do we need so much exposition and so much visitation from some of these characters that just beat you over the head? Like, just repeatedly like the, the the freezer sequence with the food where he comes in is like oh what are you doing here and then the the the, the outdoor one where he comes and's like you gotta go get dressed and like you know like i don't know i would have liked more natural feeling ways of her feeling like she's being trapped like like i thought the sewing of the curtains was was a nice thing i thought you know people kind of talking about her i, I just felt like some of it seemed very forced. Like they just felt like if we didn't have this character be so big, they people won't get the point. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just bought it. I I I don't mind the chef at all. Like I, the chef's fine. I, I, I liked the way with... I liked the way that they're like, oh, like these meals are like very indicative of the like pomp and circumstance and the like daily regimen she has to go through. And I I I really didn't mind that at all. I. I mean, I like part of part of the enjoyment for me is how over the top it gets. So I I think that's like where a fundamental difference lies. I, I I just like felt it. <laughs> so you think you think this film, you think a good part of this film is that it goes over the top. Like you enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, like that, like inter, like the relationship, like Kristen Stewart makes the melodrama work and, for sure, and it makes me feel it. Like I I enjoyed like oh like the anvilin stuff like it's not like the most it's not subtle i would never say it's subtle yeah but i enjoyed just the like the way i felt while i was watching it i enjoyed i felt the emotion from it it like got the emotional response it wanted out of me and i bought it and the like the the way it would make me feel if it had been done in a much more subtle way is just a very different movie. I don't think this that's what this movie is trying to be at all. Like, this movie starts with, like, the dead pheasant. And you know immediately, like, that from that very first shot with the dead pheasant, that, oh, like, Kristen Stewart is going to have a connection with the birds and it's going to represent her freedom. Like, it's, it's like, it's, this is like a melodrama masking as, like, a, like, brooding character study and Kristen Stewart bridges the two. And I... I enjoyed it for its melodrama sake. 
I think it's just more, I don't necessarily think it needs to be more subtle. I just wish the melodrama and stuff came from more interesting characters or more interesting moments. Like I enjoyed, I, I, I don't, I don't mind the over the topness. It's just that I, I, I don't know. I just, I guess the character of, uh, it just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think that, again, maybe just reiterating Caleb's point, more time with Kristen Stewart, Stewart more time. I felt like this movie was mostly with Kristen Stewart, especially once we got to the second half. Like, I, the first half of it does feel like it's doing a bit of world building. It's like introducing the regimen she goes through. It's going through like, oh, she has to do this. These are the people she interacts with that, like pressure her into doing this at this time but I, I i mean i do think especially in the second half for the most part it does really focus on Kristen's. Yeah, it's not just more it's better quality time like yeah. more time with her her yeah. and not her her dream her hallucinations yeah. or... i will say one thing that really did irk me in this movie was the score i wow i was, just I was gonna not ask a fan you, of the score you didn't like the score. For, i liked the themes but there was a lot of a24 horror screechy 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 <laughs> that was really annoying like in the way that i feel like what you guys are mentioning with all this like plot and subjectivity stuff i could not get over how much this movie wanted us to believe that this is a horror movie through the score that really did get to me there was a little bit of this psychological horror there it felt i think my biggest issue with the score is not i like i like the themes too. I like some of the like bigger moments. My issue is that this movie wouldn't shut the hell up. Like there were times where the score was there when it didn't need to be. Like I felt like that was a big issue in the first half where there was the score, there was a big like this big theme crescendo, you know, all this happening and I'm like, "Ah, okay." And then it, it just doesn't get quiet. It's like I feel like it's just there all the time and I'm like, "Let me sit with the like Kristen Stewart. Let me sit with more." Like I don't need maybe that's maybe that plays in a little bit of the the horror esque like it just feels like it was always there always trying to like have this underlying tension and it's like that's lazy I don't need music all the time to make me feel tension I love some of the bigger themes I love I love some of the like bigger moments but overall I just felt like there were a m- multiple times where the score. Like, they just were like, eh, we need score here to make the tension better. And it's just like, no. Like, I don't know. Caleb, how do you feel about the score? Yeah, I I think Eric basically said what I feel. Uh, I, I did really like the the first theme we hear, the, mm-hmm. the piano solo. Yeah. Uh, but once the strings come in, it, it gets a little <laughs> overwhelming. And, but it sounds pretty generic too. Yeah, and I don't unpopular opinion, but I think it's not the first time Johnny Greenwood has kind of just overdone it. Phantom Threat, though. What What are you thinking about for overdone it? Definitely not Phantom Thread. Oh no! no. Phantom Thread is maybe the. Like one of my favorite scores ever. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely. I mean, the master is much worse about it. Yeah, and there will this. be blood. There's. I, I well, think there will it, be blood. It, has very little of his own composition. Yeah. Right. I like there will be blood is mostly Brahms. Either way, 
I think that I don't know. I think in this, I just felt like I I, I liked it at points. I actually liked the string at some points as well, where um, like there was the scene. I think they're having some dinner or lunch. I can't remember. And there's like there was the live orchestra there and the playing and like I I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I might be a little biased, but I, I enjoy strings. Um, the sound of string. So, but yeah, it just felt like there was just a, not enough quiet time in my opinion overall so yeah that's it i'm actually surprised i thought when i heard you playing the score eric i thought you were <laughs> i thought you were a big fan um i thought you were gonna walk away being like this is amazing the gathering is, details to just is, trash it this is the greatest score of all time um it did seem a little generic i don't know i think listen it's, to phantom thread i'll have to watch phantom thread i think i think you know Maybe it also just fell into the formulaic aspect of the biopic where it was just generic. It was fun. I think Kristen Stewart's the best part of this movie. And I think uh, I think we all agree on that. We all knew that going in. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I mean, it's funny, too. I wonder, you know, we're getting to that point of the year where people, you know, start talking about Oscar nominations. Um, what do you think? I mean, she's she's probably going to get nominated, right, for this? I would hope so. There's no way she doesn't. I don't know if she'll win. I don't know what she'll be up against, you know, in a few months. But um, I know that I've seen a lot of buzz about her being at least nominated. Has she ever been nominated for an Oscar? No, but she did win a Caesar for Clouds of Sils Maria. Okay. Um, I could see her definitely being nominated for an Oscar as well um, for this. So I don't know. It'd be good for her. She just got um she just got engaged too recently, didn't she? Yeah. She did to her partner. Um I saw I was thinking about that cuz I was like I like saw it on the beach scene. I was like, "Wait, isn't she engaged?" <laughs> cuz I was like I was thinking about the news story I saw. Um Let's see what Gold Derby's predictions are right now. For uh, Oscars? Yeah. I wonder I wonder what they have. Um you know, it's still early, right? There's still plenty of movies coming out. Um, in fact, plenty of big ones. Um, but, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, oh, here's a, oh, is this gold derby? Is this what you said? Yeah. Oscar predictions. Yeah. Someone said, um, the last duel, Jody, uh, Comer, Comer, Comer. I don't know. Uh, Kristen Stewart, Spencer, Francis McDormand, the tragedy of Macbeth. When does the tragedy of Macbeth come out? December. I forgot I've seen, actually, I would say I haven't seen a trailer because it's been like a three-second snippet. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, Cohen, right? Joel. Just Joel. Why Why only Joel this time? I think Ethan is, Ethan may be retiring. He's retiring? Or he was doing theater. He may be retiring. Interesting. Wow, I did not know that. Weird. Someone else said on here, Olivia Coleman, the lost daughter. That's a, yeah, that's gonna be a pretty big one. And then Penelope Cruz, parallel mothers. I think that's more of a long shot, but maybe. Um, I know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Lady Gaga for. Uh, Ooh, she was she was method for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. um, I don't know. Is there any other? You have any other? Special mentions for I, I mean if, if this movie gets all, um, nominated for anything it would be Best Actress and that's it. Um, yeah, 
But uh, she, I mean, if you have to make a case for someone com- like saving a movie, you know, I I think this is one of those movies where I think without her, without Kristen Stewart in it, I don't know, <laughs> you know, how successful this would be. Without Kristen Stewart, this is just another example of we die and we decay. <laughs> <laughs> we die and we decay. Or, uh, you know, the other, another example of Capital has won. Another as... example of a movie that looks better than Dune. Oh, my gosh. Hey, you don't even need Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah, you don't need <laughs> I, I refuse to believe that you would think this movie was better than Dune. This movie... Even if, no, even if, if Kristen Stewart wasn't in it. In terms of visuals, yes. What? No. This movie visually, like... Sp- Oh my god, Dune is not the same conversation. Oh my gosh, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Why do you, you guys hate on Dune so much? I I will be the first to admit Dune is not a perfect nor great movie, but <laughs> you can't say it doesn't look pretty. Yeah, it looks pretty, but this looks much better. Why do you say that? Like, what about this movie looks good? You know what's funny? I didn't. I I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. You want to know something that pissed me off? What? I don't know why. Am I crazy? I think I am. Just tell me I'm crazy. Say it. Say I'm crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> I I <laughs> I felt like this movie was blurry the entire time. You mean film grain? Yeah, but it looked blurry. <laughs> listen, listen to me. It felt blurry. Like when I was trying to watch it, I felt like it's just her it subjective <laughs> experience. It was. <laughs> I'm serious, guys. You're not listening to me. You're not. You're not respecting no, my you're, opinion. You're here. not crazy, Zach. I. I'm. You're not. Crazy. Listen to me. I don't know why, but this movie for the first like it took me like 45 minutes to get adjusted. My eyes could not focus <laughs> on the film, like because it, it felt blurry. It felt like like there was a fog between me and the screen. It was very foggy. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, am I? Do you, am I weird for? Is, is it the grain? Like you're saying that your experience was hazy. No, my I, my experience wasn't hazy. It's just that like watching just it. like Princess Diana <laughs> living on the royal property around Christmas. Yeah, time. you're right. I am Princess Diana. That's the true story. Right there. Do you guys know about the conspiracy theories? Yeah. Do you believe it? I believe it. I have to say, <laughs> if if there was one kiss, like if someone's like, "Hey, conspiracy theory," you have to like, you gotta say it's true, right? Of any conspiracy theory, like you gotta convince me. I think that's the one. Like it's pretty, it's pretty believable that uh, that she was, quote unquote, embarrassing to the family or just so anti traditional that you know they would have bumped her off. I don't know. Just saying, you know. I, mean, I need there's to the... think about it. There, there are probably some that I think are more believable. Really? Maybe this is a different podcast idea. I, I mean, I topic. need to think about it. I don't. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but I'm just saying, this. Uh, if if I had to, this might be the one, just because it seems the most believable. Like you're not going to convince me the moon landing was fake, or like, you know. I don't know. Stanley Kubrick, <laughs> pretty convincing director. I, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I feel like this is the most believable. There's some other ones in like I'm like similar American ones, but I, I think this one is is up there. Birds aren't real. Ooh, that's not a conspiracy theory though. That's a pretty confirmed thing. 
I don't know. I think they thought they were shooting real pheasants. Oh, in the, in the movie. <laughs> they were actually... You know, she actually is connecting with the pheasants, but that was so wrong of her because they were government spies the whole time. The I'm film. becoming one of the pheasants. She was becoming one of the pheasants. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wonder... I, I was happy that this movie in some ways wasn't a traditional biopic that I thought it was going to be, but then in other ways it was very traditional biopic. And, like... I thought this was going to be much more about her life and stuff. And I did kind of like that it was more of a character study over this three days. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, this is a, we don't usually record the night of, hence hence uh, our conversations not being as, uh, you know, I'm sure deep as usual. Um, Wait, favorite outfit. Mine. I want favorite outfit from everyone. Favorite outfit? Um... Favorite outfit. Favorite outfit. Uh, oh, the one in the, the... It only showed it for a brief moment, but the one in the dance sequence... Are you going to say the black the one? The black okay. one was incredible. That one was nice. That one was very nice. I liked the church. The church. Yeah, with the hat. Yeah. The hat. Sorry, the best outfit is red jacket, mom yeah. jeans. All those. Oh, all the jackets, yeah. too. I want all of them. Yeah. Those were nice. I actually I liked the green jacket. Did you a lot. did you did you like I know she, like it's very against the character like, but how did you like the Christmas Day dress on her? That very long iconic. Yeah, it was nice. I liked it as well. I liked it as well. But I I, I just really like that black dress. She had a tiara with that too or something. I don't know. I, maybe it was just the per- yeah. She had something like a like silver on her, maybe on her head or something with that black one. I'll have to go back and look. But um that black looked so good, especially because like she had talked earlier about wanting to wear black because she like you know that's how she was feeling and stuff. And I was just like, "Damn, dude, she rocked it after that." So, yeah. Not the yellow though. Eric said we can't talk about the yellow. He said he would, he would destroy the podcast if we said anything good about the yellow dress. No, I like it's not. It's not my favorite. It's not your favorite. You're not a big fan of the color yellow. It needs to be sparingly used. Okay, I agree. I agree. It, but it, it was nice. I think, I think, she could have looked good in a lot of outfits. You know, as as Princess Diana, she really rocked the, uh, the character in the outfits. So, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. All right. Any final notes? Anything you want to say, Eric? What would you you want to you want to give one final opinion on Spencer? Kristen Stewart, good. And everything else? Me like. Me likey dat, to quote (laughs) a a famous film. All right. Well, that was Spencer. Um, You know, it was, it was, I I thought overall it was, it was pretty good. Um, But uh, it'll need some more time to settle before it gets a a letterbox rating. Um, Don't know if it can be better than Dune, though, um, as... As Caleb is not making eye contact with me over there. I don't think so. <laughs> but I will say that... Uh, Caleb's turning the mic towards me in a clear gesture of agreement. A clear gesture of make him stop talking about Dune or comparing things to Dune. It's okay. I've told you guys that I... I mean, I lowered my rating. What else do you want me to do at this point? You know? I know. It's kind of disappointing to see that, honestly. Why? You don't, I don't think know. I stand by my guns? 
Yeah, it seemed like... I can't change opinions. Your conviction was just shattered. Oh, my conviction was shattered? Yeah, Eric and I Don't make me come over there. Don't make me come over there. I'm going to do the Joker dance over to you. Or now I was referred to as the Spencer dance. Gone next Halloween. I expect to see many more Princess Diana costumes. That's all I saw a lot of them this year. What really? I saw a a shit ton of Joker costumes. It was honestly creepy when I was like driving through downtown and I saw someone like clearly like it was the movie. Like the movie, I've never seen a Joker costume. Really, I saw a guy and he was like dancing to him. Like, this is way too creepy for me. I'm like, I don't know about this. No, I don't like that at all. But but if someone came up to you dressed as Princess Diana, you you'd be rocking that. Oh yeah, I mean she has some easy outfits. Is that you next Halloween? Probably not. Probably I need not. to think about it. I Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Oh my gosh, the AMC commercial. No, that I, I can't Somehow believe. Heartbreak feels feels good in a place like this. There's <laughs> there's one word that she says early in that commercial where her accent is so clear. It's like something, it's like, I don't know. I have to rewatch the commercial. I mean, I'm sure I will the next time I go to an AMC next week, probably. So, oh my God. Spencer was definitely better than that AMC commercial as is everything. Well, thank you for joining us on this early, well, early for us, not really early for you guys. Uh, You know, it'll be coming out the normal Friday schedule. But thank you guys for joining us on this episode discussing Spencer. And we will be back next week with what is next week? Is it come on, come on? Or Belfast. Belfast. Oh, Belfast. You know what? You know what I'm starting to come around to? You're coming around to the Nicole Kidman commercial. I'm coming around to Belfast. I'm starting to come around to it. That's all I'm saying. Why are you, why are you smiling at me at that? Why are you smiling at that like me? What? <laughs> Your smile was just getting to me, Eric. I'm starting to come I've around. I've always been on the Nicole Kidman ad. It's just I, you no, guys you who haven't. Yes, I no, have you been. Haven't. Like... Yes, I have. The first time I saw it, I was laughing, loved it, living like <laughs> no, living my best. Oh my god, it's like no, it's <laughs> awful. In my lane, like moisturized. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't. I can't let this be on on the podcast much longer. Thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next time.